Hi, I'm Terrell Turner, the host of The Law and Finance Show, and today we have another great guest. Now, this guest, I will say, I may seem a little biased because this guest and I have actually, you know, worked together and really looking at different things going on in her business, and I am definitely impressed by the awesome firm that she has built, the different questions that she was asking about really managing the business side of her firm. She is doing an amazing job. Plus, she has a personality that you just, you can't help but love her. So stay tuned for today's episode. So without further ado, let me bring on my guest, Heather. Welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, it is always a pleasure to connect. I will say is, um, you know, I will say lawyers in general, I would say, tend to have very um, a wide range of personalities. But I would say there are very few lawyers that I meet that I'm just like, man, you just love being around that person. And you are definitely <laughs> one of those people. <laughs> Well, thanks. I appreciate that. I think that about myself, but you know, I'm a little biased. <laughs> awesome. Now, for those who may not be familiar with you and your firm, can you tell us a little bit about your background? Sure. So I went to law school a little bit of a different path than I think most people take. So I got married really young, had three children, and my marriage fell apart for a number of reasons that I won't get into, but let's just say it was a very, very messy divorce. And through that process, there was a lot of things that I saw wrong with what I thought was wrong with the system. There was a lot of things where when I would speak with other people who were going through similar paths, there, there was a general um, feeling that the lawyers knew the law because they they spoke and said all the right words and they sounded very professional but there was a lack of what i think was empathy with the ups and downs of guiding through the process because there's so much more that goes into divorce and custody than just that legal paper at the end you really have to completely change your life because you are you know you're changing from where you were to where you're going and i looked at that and i thought you know what, I, I think I can do this better than people who are doing it now. And I think I can figure out a way to do it to really help people move through the process where they understand it. So my kids were all under the age of six. I had nothing more than a high school diploma. Um, I went back to community college, then I went to undergrad, then I went to law school, then I clerked, then I worked at a firm. And in 2016, I opened our own doors um, with the goal to do divorce different. Nice. Nice. You know, I think that is so amazing. I think when you are able to connect with the situation that your clients are actually going through to where it's like, you can literally say, Hey, I've been there before, or, Hey, you know what? This is how I felt when I was navigating that. I mean, it probably makes people feel like you actually can really help them get through the situation that they're going through. Yeah. And I think sometimes it's even the little things that a lot of people don't think of, of knowing exactly how it feels when you walk into a courtroom to look at your ex who 
makes you feel all these different feelings of anger, resentment, you know, you're kind of excited to see them again because you haven't seen them for a while. And this is more during the process. But, you know, you experience all these feelings. And it, a lot of times it feels like you're getting hit by a Mack truck. And attorneys, that's our job. You know, it's our comfort zone of walking into court. We want, like, even now when I'm litigating a case, I'm driving to court and I have the Rocky theme playing in my head. You know, I'm all <laughs> pumped up. I'm ready to walk in. But when you are the person who's experiencing it and going through it, and that is your life on the line, you feel like you've been punched in the gut. You feel like you want to throw up. You know, it's a completely different feeling that I think what we try to do is warn people of how you're going to feel when you walk in, you know, plus after court, how you're going to feel then. And until you've actually gone through that and understand the, the general feelings that come along with that, the exhaustion from just sitting there all day, you, you don't know. So, you know, even just calling our clients at the end of the day and being like, you know, how are you doing a couple hours later? That means the world. Nice, nice. Yeah, I, I could imagine. I mean, I, I, I would say I always tell people is the worst time to make financial decisions is when your emotions are like all over the place. And I could imagine like, you know, a person trying to make logical decisions in a situation like that was like you need someone to help you navigate that because you are probably not your best advocate in that moment with all the emotions going on. So that is amazing. Now, one of the things I'm curious about is, you know, for yourself, what was that like going from clerking and, and working, you know, in the profession to deciding like, all right, I'm going to open up my firm because you already had the passion, the drive of why you wanted to do it. But what was that experience like of actually going through that process of opening your firm? Well, it was it was definitely a journey because from the day I decided this is what I wanted to do. My goal was always to build a firm. You know, I saw a vision of where I wanted to go with it, what I wanted to do with it. So that that was very much my goal. And the other things, you know, clerking, I don't want to say it fell in my lap because it didn't. I applied and went through the whole process, but I saw that as an opportunity, you know, to to advance where I was. And then after clerking, it was I'm going to open my firm. This is my my time to do it. And then kind of another opportunity opened up for me to gain experience while working at another law firm. And I think for me, being older and having three kids, it was a very different path. And I think the, the struggle that I saw sometimes, I saw this when I interviewed for Law Review, I saw this in other interviews, where they look at you and they think, okay, you're older and you have kids. You know, Are you really going to be able to be dedicated enough to achieve what we need you to achieve in a position. And I think that was definitely a struggle. And I remember when I interviewed at the firm I worked with, one, the managing partner did not want to hire me. The owner did. And I remember the managing partner looking back and saying, Heather, you know, where else have you interviewed? And I looked at him and I go, nowhere. He's like, where else have you applied? And I go, nowhere. And then he, he did like one of these and he goes, so you have all your eggs in this basket. And I looked at him, I go, no, I have all my eggs in my own basket. This is my backup plan. <laughs> and so that, that, that was my mentality. That's how I looked at everything. Um, and so when I made the decision to open up on my own, 
there was a change going on in the firm. It was a good time to do it. And for me, I was ready. Nice. I love it. You know, I, I love that mentality. I mean, because I think there are so many people who go into any decision and they don't have that mentality and they just feel like they're either a victim or subject to whatever the outcome of the situation is. Yep, I agree. Now, I guess as you kind of navigated that and you said, okay, all right, now I'm starting my own firm. Um, you know, what were some of those early days like of starting to now have to think about the business side of running the firm and not just the practice of the law? Well, it was, it was scary, 100%. You know, it, I, as much as I was very excited about it and I was very ready for it, it was very scary because I was losing an income that was fairly guaranteed, you know, and I had three little kids. <laughs> so, I mean, at that point they were, they were a little bit older, they're more now teenagers, but I still, it was my job to support them and to provide for them. And if I failed, my family failed. So it wasn't even just me going out in a line. I was doing something that could really put my family at risk. So that was definitely a weight on my shoulders. But um, I opened, I started from a home office and it's funny because now after the pandemic, everybody's back in home offices. <laughs> but, but I started and I think um, at the time I was working with How to Manage and that's where originally I met Kristen. And I was in a coaching session and I remember just being completely overwhelmed by you know, the, the administrative tasks that go along with a law firm and running it. And I had hired somebody to help with some of the administrative things, but even with that, now I'm completely struggling. So I needed a paralegal and my paralegal who had worked at me at the firm I was at is probably one of the most amazing people. And she has been my biggest supporter from the day she met me. Again, I was very vocal of what I wanted to do. Eventually I'll have my own firm. And she even said to me, she goes, if you ever do it, I wanna come with you. <laughs> so I called her and I was like, you know, I don't, I don't know because I knew what she was getting paid. I'm like, I don't know if I can do that. I, I don't want to have you come in and then I'm responsible for you and I can't, I can't meet that responsibility. That was very scary. So we had kind of worked out that she was going to help me on the side as long as it wasn't interfering with her day to day, um, mm -hmm. you know, responsibilities at her other job. And I had a coaching meeting and I'm talking about it and I'm like, yeah, this is what we're going to do. And I remember my coach at the time went, what are you so afraid of? What's the worst thing that's going to happen? And I was like, well, I fail and then I can't pay her. And they're like, and what's the best thing that's going to happen? I'm going to be like, we make more money. And they're like, does the good outweigh the bad? And I was like, yeah. And I literally, can I swear on this or no? Yep, you go ahead. <laughs> so I literally, and you know, you can ask her, she she tells the story all the time. I got off the call, I texted her, and we had just had this conversation earlier in the afternoon. I texted her and I said, give your two weeks, we're doing it. <laughs> and that's what she did. And she's been with me for six years. Wow, that is amazing. You know, and I think there's a, there's so many, you know, lawyers and I think just business owners in general that hit that road to where they're like, I know that I can't grow unless I bring the, you know, more people on. But that fear of now I'm going to be responsible. I mean, I think there's so many people who find themselves at that point so often. Yeah. And even now, and 
from from the journey that we started on where you know i was i was afraid of being able to make money every week to where we are now you know the, the fear of that one employee to where my payroll is now is if you had told me back then what I'd be paying out now, I would probably have a heart attack. <laughs> but but now it's just it, it's just absolutely incredible. And we have um, currently we've got fourteen people on staff. We we're in the middle of hiring our eighth attorney, so um, we've had so much growth, and it's been absolutely amazing. Wow, that is awesome. Now, one of the things that I'm very curious, you know, what your experience has been like because. You know, I've talked to several different firm owners, and one of the things that they said is that, you know, hiring was not a skill that they had when, you know, in the early days. <laughs> I mean, they've made some good hires. They've made some bad hires. Like I, I was I was, I was talking to one of my clients about that, and we were kind of doing some planning for 2023. And he was just like, man, I feel like I have like I've like constantly had an ad out for a new associate like the entire year. And he was like, do you ever get better at this? So, you know, how was that, you know, how was it for you learning the skill of getting better at, you know, finding, picking the right people and then retaining them as you continue to grow? Yeah, I mean, it was, <laughs> it's definitely been interesting. And what I learned about myself is, and a lot of this just has to do with relationships. You know, I, there's a reason I was in a not healthy relationship. And I think it's because I always just look at the good in people and I kind of ignore the bad or I look at what could be considered the bad. And I'm like, oh, we can change this. We can work on it. And that's something I've really had to overcome being a business owner because it's not just about that one person. You know, if I bring in somebody who's not gonna work out, it affects my entire team now. So it's it's not just me. It's not just my business. It's every single person. So we've done a lot of studying, a lot of education. Um, you know, now I never interview by myself. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's a matter of, you know, getting at least two people on board with somebody. And also for, for us, you know, the experience is important, but the character and the team atmosphere is important because our firm like we travel together we do things like we are a very close-knit team and i don't want somebody coming in that doesn't necessarily gel with our with our culture mm -hmm. you know that that's a very interesting point because i, I think uh from talking to lawyers, I've seen a lot that get very uncomfortable about just accepting the reality of like hey what works for our culture and being okay with saying that, hey, this person may be technically good, like they have the technical skill, but they're not a good fit for the culture. I mean, I guess in your journey, have you had that experience where you've come across people that apply technically? They were good. They had the, you know, the knowledge, but they just weren't a good fit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you... I don't want to talk bad about attorneys. <laughs> but there's, there's a lot of attorneys out there that are just assholes, you know, and they come across as being better than everybody else. And, you know, you can, you can kind of get a sense that they're, they're putting, it's kind of like going on a first date where you put your best foot forward, but you can kind of see through the BS. And, um, you know, we, our team, the receptionist is just as important as the attorneys. The, the back office administration, 
is just as important as our managing attorney and our director of operations. Everybody has a role. So if anybody's coming in thinking that, you know, because they're attorney, because they have a law degree, because they have this experience that the other people are below them, that is not a fit. And and you can kind of tell from people's attitudes and how they've, we've developed, you know, pretty psychological questions that, that get behind. Um, and so how they answer those, you can get a good idea of how they actually look at other people. Awesome. You know, I, I think that is very, very important because, I mean, I, I think from what you talked about earlier, just being able to really help people have a better experience when it comes down to navigating a divorce. Yeah, you, you definitely don't want people who can't connect well with others in your firm. <laughs> you know, if they if that comes out in the interview. Yeah, I'm glad that you figured that out. So one of the things that I'm also curious about is, you know, what I also hear a lot of people who practice family law and say is that it can wear them down. Um, now, you and all the conversations you and I have had, even when I see the posts on social media and you and I connect, I mean, you seem to have such a great perspective on just life in general. How do you keep your energy, your excitement for what's going on up, you know, knowing that you are constantly, you know, being exposed to people navigating probably some of the most traumatic times of their life, but yet you're still able to keep your energy high to be your best self. How are you doing that? I, I mean, I think that's that's a multi-layered response. You know, there's definitely, I always work on myself. I always look at my, pers my perspective and why I believe things and what I'm trying to accomplish. You know, I'm always updating. I have a vision board. I always update that. I'm try, I try to read every day, some days not so much, but um, you know, I try to read things that are going to help push the way that I think and inspire me. And a lot of times, the more that I focus on that, everything else kind of falls into line. And I've found that when I stop focusing on that and I focus on the day-to-day -day and everything that needs to be done and you know the ins and outs of running the business, everything starts to fall apart. And it's this really crazy phenomenon that I, I don't know why it happens that way, but every time things start to get overwhelming, I just go back and I'm like, okay, an hour a day I'm reading, I'm gonna listen to you know motivational, inspirational YouTube videos. I'm going to put more things out there that are very positive and it changes everything. you know. And I think divorce and custody I always say you don't really know somebody until you divorce them. You know, the, the work and people can come out and it's a very, very emotional time. And I've heard people say, don't get emotionally connected with your clients. You know, you can't get in the midst of it, which is true to a point. But at the same point, if, if you can talk with somebody about the ins and outs of their life and not become emotionally invested, I don't know how you live <laughs> you know because we care about our clients and you know we have a pretty good screening process where i think for the most part we've had some people get through the cracks but for the most part i feel like we fight for the person who really needs the fighting and ha is taking the right position and so with that we believe in our clients we care about our clients and especially, you know, when when you know the judge is wrong <laughs> and and you're like, this isn't justice. And you go home and you're like, I, I just feel like I'm part of a broken system instead of actually getting things to work correctly. 
that can be extremely hard, you know, in going home and feeling like, what am I doing with my life? What, what is the purpose of this? And so I'm a heavy believer in vacations, you know, and taking time off and just, you know, just being able to step back. I also believe in, you know, protecting family time. We have in our legal agreement, what I refer to as the asshole clause, which is basically client is making any of our staff work outside of regular business hours, then they're going to pay extra for it. And that's cut down significantly, you know, where our staff can really focus on their own family because that is important for longevity. And then also, you know, we have, um, we we recently within the last six months brought in an actual high conflict relationship coach. And so we utilize her with our clients to help, help start changing their perspective, but also she's been key for some of our staff members, you know, especially if, if anyone on our team starts going through a personal relationship and challenge, you know, they've been able to reach out to her. And I think that's been absolutely fantastic. Awesome. I love it. I love it. So, you know, as people have been listening, I mean, they're, they're hearing about all these awesome things about your firm. You know, where should they be looking online to learn more about the firm or to see all the awesome things that you're up to? Sure. So our website is um, www.familylawma.com. MA is in Massachusetts. So we're in Massachusetts. So that's our website. And then um, Back in August, I think it was either August or September, I started a TikTok channel. So I do that and it's just O'Connor Family Law. And that's had amazing growth as well since I started. And then I think it's the same for Instagram and Facebook, both O'Connor Family Law. We've tried to stay, keep it like pretty keen across the board. <laughs> awesome. I love it. Well, before we wrap up, one final question I love asking every guest. I mean, because Let's say you're talking to someone and said, hey, I was on the Law and Finance show with Terrell. First, you should definitely go listen to my conversation I had with Terrell. Um, and if they're going to listen to it, what are two big takeaways you want them to have to walk away with? Okay, so you sent me this question. I was prepared for it, but I couldn't, I couldn't narrow it down to two. So I have three, if that's okay. <laughs> that is perfect. <laughs> So the first is just don't be afraid to do things differently. You know, I I did not want to be your typical attorney. I want to be somebody I, I get all the time. I would never picture you as an attorney. And that to me is a huge compliment. You don't need to fit a role to do something that you love. You know, figure out who you are and be true to that. And I think that will lead to success. And then two, don't be afraid to reach out for help. You know, just if you if you see somebody out there that you see them succeeding and you want to know how they did it pick up the phone and call them i think too many people are so afraid of rejection that they don't even do it what's the worst that happens they say no i'm too busy i can't help you then try somebody else so i think that's a really important thing as well as the the business coaching because they don't teach us how to do this in law school and then the third which we kind of touch base on is do not be afraid to hire you know, you cannot grow, you cannot help more people if you're trying to do everything on your own. And that was that was really, really hard for me because I love litigating, you know, and I'm kind of an A-type control freak. <laughs> so it was very hard for me to let go and have other people do the things that I wanted to be doing. But I have a bigger vision that that made me realize that this is what I need to do in order to build the firm where I want it to be. So those are the three things. Awesome. I love it. Well, Heather, thank you so much for being an amazing guest. Thank you for coming on today.
yeah, thank you for so much for having me. It was fun. If you're looking for ideas on how to manage and grow a profitable law firm, this Facebook group is perfect for you because every week we are featuring conversations with successful lawyers and businesses related to law firms on tips, ideas, and technology that are helping many people grow and manage a profitable law firm. So if you're looking for great tips and ideas, you definitely want to click the link below so you can join the conversation and be part of the Law Firms and Finance Facebook group.